Good morning and welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Today, we're gathering together to give thanks to our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who brings good news to us. How beautiful on the mountains are the one who brings good news, the Bible says. Let's worship, let's pray, let's listen together to God with joy. to give God praise, and we invite you to join with us this morning. Deeper, deeper still You're calling me deeper, deeper 
mighty you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. Let me say that again. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. We're going to be hearing stories over the next few weeks of people who have done just that. Committed everything to the Lord and placed their trust in him. And we'll hear stories of inspiration of how the Lord has helped them. Would you please pray with me? Almighty God, we join today to give honor and glory to you and to hear what you have to say to us on this day. Lord, be present with us. Send down your Holy Spirit to fall afresh on each one of us. Open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to the glory around us, the presence of you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey CTC family, I'm Jill. And I'm Carrie Ann, and we've got this week's news. We are excited to share with you some information about our weekly Sunday morning live stream. Over the past several weeks, we have seen our viewership increase dramatically. Last weekend, between Facebook and our website, our service was viewed in over 400 homes, not only in our area, but all over the country. Even in this difficult time, God is increasing the impact of our ministry. The CTC Young Adults Group meets every Saturday on Zoom at 6 p.m. The group is starting a new series this weekend called Adulting. If you're interested in joining the group, you can text Bryce Maynard at 302-312-1006 or Rebecca Simpson at 302-494-7400. We invite you to join us live on Facebook beginning Monday from noon to 1 p.m. as we begin a new broadcast called Sermon Plus. Pastor Roger will take an opportunity each week to dive deeper into the message from the weekend. You will have a chance to interact with us by commenting, asking questions, submitting prayer requests, or just listening. If you need prayer, you can call the church office at 302-836-2862 or text your prayer request to 888-344-1022. You can also now email your prayer request to prayer at ccc.de.net. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or through the YouVersion Bible app. Thanks for watching and have a great week. morning. Even uh, when we can't meet together, there's still a fair amount of stuff going on around here, and we are so glad that you have joined us. We were thinking uh, at the beginning of the uh, broadcast this morning, we were talking, I was talking to a couple of people, and we wanted to kind of set up a little informal Facebook or chat room post. And uh, so you know that we're all here at the church, and we've kind of been here for a while. You're at your home, so tell us what you're having for breakfast, because I'm kind of jealous that you're having breakfast and, and I'm here uh, even though I, I enjoy what I'm doing here, but uh, just just let us know what you're having for breakfast. If you're having coffee, if you're having cereal, uh, what your family is doing, and some of the things that, that you're doing to kind of cope with uh, being at home most all the time. Uh, it's really a privilege for us week after week after week to be able to bring this broadcast to you. Again, even though we can't meet in the same building, uh, it's exciting to know that we are blessed that God has given us some of the tools that we need 
uh, to bring the broadcast into your homes uh, week by week. And uh, we count that as a privilege, and we don't take that lightly. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And I know we haven't really said it over this broadcast, maybe uh, enough, but we love each and every one of you. All of you guys, members of our church, maybe those who are tuning in for the first time, maybe you've never been to Christ. Excuse me, to Christ the Cornerstone Church before, uh, but uh, God has given us a, a love for our people and a love for all people, and that's what he's commanded us to do. And so as we reach out to you this morning, we want you to feel comfortable in, during the message, uh, commenting, asking us a question uh, if you need to. You can, go, you can go to either our Facebook page or our website, and you can fill out our digital, uh, digital connect card, and on that you can let us know that you're watching, let us know how many people are watching with you. You can also, uh, on that Connect card, you can let us know about prayer requests or praise reports, and we'll get that here in the office. Uh, so I want to talk to you just for a couple minutes as we prepare our hearts to give this morning. And I, again, just want to stand here today and say thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, it's such a good feeling not to have to stand here uh, in this position week after week after week and just say, you know, what are, what are we going to say to people because, you know, we really need them to respond because you guys are responding and God has been so good to us and we count ourselves as so blessed. There are a couple of different ways that you can give, as we've been talking about for the last several weeks, and uh, many of you, our online giving uh, numbers were very low going into this, and so many of you have responded in such beautiful ways by just adapting uh, to the fact that now uh, giving online is kind of the thing. And uh, so we appreciate the fact that you've done that. Uh, you can go to our website, ctcde.net forward slash give, and uh, you can set it up with Secure Give. Uh, it's, a, it's very safe and, and very secure, as the name would, would indicate. You can also, uh, if you want to, you can set it up as a one-time. You can do it as a one-time donation, or you can set it up to be recurring, so you don't even have to think about it anymore. You set the, the uh, time period and the interval uh, by which you want to give, and uh, you can set it up that way. You can also text to give. Uh, the number is 302-918-5886. If you text to that number, it also takes you directly to Secure Give, and uh, you can set up your account in that same way. And so as we uh, go into prayer this morning, as we pray for our offering and our team is going to continue to lead us in some worship, uh, we just, again, I just want to say I can't say enough how grateful we are for your faithfulness and for the way God has blessed you and the way God has blessed us through you. So will you pray with me this morning as we prepare to give? Father, we thank you for your great blessing, and we thank you for your love for us. And we pray that today, as we give, as we make that decision uh, to follow through, as we make that decision maybe to give for the first time today, uh, Lord, we pray that your uh, hand of, of provision would rest upon us. We pray for each of the families in our church, Lord, and families that are outside of the church, folks that are watching us this morning uh, online that have never been to our church before, that maybe don't even live in this area. Father, I pray today that from unexpected sources, you would bless the family of God, that you would bless each one who is watching today financially, that you would bless them spiritually, that you would bless their, their family time together. Lord, as families are spending so much more time together, Lord, help us to make the most of that time. We thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody said together, amen. God bless you. Thank you for giving today. He's above anxiety. We serve a God whose name is above fear and depression and sickness and disease. We serve a God 
is a miracle worker. We thank you, God. You are here. Work it. 
peacekeeper, the light in a darkness, because that is who you are. Almighty God, gracious and glorious God, that is who you are. And even when we don't see it, you are working. Lord, even when the tomb was sealed, you were working. And you brought forth Jesus and conquered the grave. Lord, we thank you that you are working now, that you are working in the midst of this pandemic, that you are working in our hearts, you are working in our lives, you are working in our homes. We thank you that we have this opportunity to gather and worship you because that is who you are. Lord, I ask you to be with all those who have asked us for prayer this morning. Walk among them. Place your Holy Spirit in their minds and in their hearts. Heal those that are in need of healing. Bless those that are in need of encouragement. And Lord, be with Pastor Roger as he brings the message of encouragement and joy to us on this day. Give him your words and open our minds and hearts that we will hear what it is that you are saying to us. In Jesus' most holy name I pray and let the church say, Amen. Again, thank you for that worship time that we've had together and the prayer time. Are you ready to hear some good news? <laughs> I certainly am. And I need to hear good news every day. The series that we're beginning today announces good news in difficult times. And each week we'll hear stories of good news and we'll also find ways to tell others how Jesus is good news. I want to start with this question, though. What is it about Jesus that is good news for you? Write that down or think about that question. Maybe make a comment if there's an answer coming to you quickly. What about Jesus is good news for you? When I was a senior in high school, I was asked, uh, as all the other seniors were, if I had a favorite quotation that I wanted to place underneath my picture in the yearbook. So I thought about it. We had a few days before the deadline was due, and I took the form home, and I actually forgot about it until the deadline. And then somebody said, oh, the papers are due today. So I ran to the library, and I knew that I wanted to put a scripture uh, underneath, my, uh, underneath my picture. Other kids were choosing things from Shakespeare or other kinds of quotes from famous people, but I wanted to put a Bible verse there. It was a public high school that I was part of. So I really kind of was playing roulette with my Bible, kind of like flipping it open like this and saying, eh, there's a verse, and I would read one. And, no, that really wasn't. So I landed on a verse in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, and I quickly read it over, and I said, that'll do. And I wrote it down on the piece of paper and submitted it to the, uh, to the yearbook staff, and I forgot about it. Months later, the yearbook came out, and, the, and I said, hmm, 
I wonder if I embarrassed myself with the verse. I wonder if it made any sense or if anybody will understand it. So I read it after the yearbook came out, and this is what I read. The verse that I had chosen says, For I am not ashamed of the good news about Christ, because it is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. I really wasn't in love with the verse, but I was glad at least that I didn't embarrass myself. But I found that in the years to come, that verse has begun to shape my life so that indeed I am not ashamed of this good news about Jesus. Because this good news is the power of God at work in our world for the salvation of anyone who chooses to believe in Jesus Christ for all people. In those days, the Bible says for the Jew first and then for the Gentile. In their minds, there were only two kinds of people. There were Jews and there were everybody else. So today we can say the whole world. Jesus is good news. We live in a world that is hungry, even starving to hear good news. I can't listen to the evening news broadcasts to the, to the uh, regular channels without feeling a sense of fear and foreboding. Even the tone of the anchor persons as they announce uh, the, the stories fill me with dread. I was watching on Friday. I happened to catch just the beginning of, uh, I think it was ABC News Tonight. The anchor was David Muir. And this is how he began his broadcast on Friday night. I'm going to try to mimic the word. I'm going to re- quote the words and the tone. He said, tonight, America recording its deadliest 24 hours yet. Of course, that's, going to, that's not going to bring calm and comfort. It's going to bring fear and foreboding and panic. Just by the way they say these words. We need to hear good news as we go through this, especially now. So that's the mess- what this message series is all about. Hearing and being able to tell good news. During this series, I want to accomplish a couple of goals. The first one I, I want to accomplish is for us together to meet and to share with one another people who are experiencing good news, particularly people who answer the question, what about Jesus is good news to you? Secondly, I want each of us, each of you, to identify what is it about Jesus that is good news for you? You might, you might not be able to answer that question, but maybe the good news that you can answer is that I just have some questions. And I can't say that Jesus is good news. Maybe the important thing is that you just identify those questions that keep you from experiencing good news in Jesus. Third, I want us to find ways that we can tell others the good news that Jesus is to each of us. In 1993, just about the time Cornerstone Church, as it was called back then, was started, a research sample of people across America showed that 68% of people who called themselves Christian attended church within the last week. But today, according to a recent Gallup poll, only 40% of people who identify themselves as Christian also say that they attended church in the last week. 
That's almost half the number of people who call themselves Christian today are actually going to church. It gives us an indicator about the difficulty that we have in proclaiming and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in what we're doing. In the midst of hearing all kinds of bad news, Pastor Sharon and I have been doing, uh, have been looking for good news. Good news, we found some. Recently, we talked with one of our members, Chrissy Morris, and through, we talked with her through a Zoom meeting. I'd like to show you in a few minutes part of, her, of our conversation. Chrissy is a nurse at Christiana Hospital's Neural Intensive Care Unit. She's also the mother of five beautiful children. And Chrissy's husband, Lee, is a lieutenant in the Newcastle County Paramedics Unit. Several weeks ago, Chrissy began showing symptoms of COVID-19. Let's hear now some of the good news that Chrissy has to tell. Um, well, I am an IC nurse. I've been in the narrow IC now for six years, and I was um, surgical shock trauma prior to that. So it's been about 19 years I've been working in the ICU and really love it. Um, and this past couple weeks, um, I guess it would have been on the 24th, was a Monday. I had worked the weekend before, two 12-hour shifts, um, just worked as normal. And we had been preparing at the hospital for the um, COVID-19 crisis and the influx of patients. We were getting patients out, cleaning out beds, um, making room, making sure we have what we need. Monday I got up. It was raining. We were jumping in muddy puddles, having a good old time. And then when we came in from playing, um, I was just doing regular housework, laundry, taking care of the kids, schooling them, and I became winded. And um, when I got winded, I recognized that as one of the symptoms of COVID. I'd never had shortness of breath like that before. And I checked my temperature, and it was elevated. Um, so I kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, I isolated myself immediately from the kids, and I called Lee, who was working, um, telling him he needed to come home because I was already – I was very mild, but I was already getting scared and having the internal struggle with. After seeing the bad cases on the news and the bad outcomes um, and not much good news about it, so I was sure it wasn't going to be good for me. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, I guess it was today's day 10 for me. But I, I think it was Thursday into Friday. It was overnight. Um, I was just having a really bad night. I was feeling really bad, really sick. Um, my breathing, it was stable. I was a bit stable at home, but I was just uh, using inhalers and such. And um, I, I just was really struggling, struggling um, physically, struggling mentally, being in isolation, and then just struggling a little bit spiritually. Um, you know, I had been praying all week long, and I had done a lot of reading since I've had nothing else to do. I don't really watch TV. Um, and so it was, I think... Shortly, um, when Pastor Rogers had prayed with me, he said something at the end of his prayer that just got me thinking. And he said um, something about healing me, but um, as you will. And I was like, you know what? That's exactly right. Um, of course I want it to be healed. Um, I want what I want for my life. Now, don't think I was just willing to just lay down and do nothing. I mean, I surely let God know what I wanted for my life, that I wanted to be a good wife and a mom and raise my family. I let him know all that, but I let him know that if that wasn't his plan, that I would be okay and that my family would be okay, um, which he already knows that. 
but it was important for me to accept that and kind of surrender to him. And I've never, I guess, I, I've never really fully surrendered to God like that before, um, but I did. And all week long, God showed me that if I wasn't to make it through this, Lee took care of the kids all week long, which I think Lee even surprised himself with. He schooled them, he fed them, he take care of me, um, all of the duties of the household. Like if, you know, I always thought I had to be here, that I, I'm the one that has to do everything. Um, and I've learned this week that it's, it's not just me. I don't have to do anything. God has to do it. So I woke up Friday morning feeling like I was hit by a truck, um, looking out the window, um, spent all morning just in bed laying, looking out the window, not really feeling great. And then it was like somewhere around noon, somewhere between noon and two o'clock, I nothing changed. I was just laying here, but I all of a sudden, and it was very sudden, I was just, the sense of peace and hope came over me. Um, I wasn't scared anymore. Um, you know, and this is like day five, six. So I was like, oh gosh, maybe am, am I going to take a turn for the worse? Um, but I was just filled with a sense of peace and hope. And I haven't, that hasn't left me since. Um, I, I just really felt that that was God interceding, telling me I'm going to be okay. It's going to be hard and rocky, but I can do hard things. I'm not afraid to do hard things. Um, but that we would be okay. And not just me, but that we would be okay. Thank you, Chrissy, for sharing, being willing to share that with us. Let's take a moment and let's just pray for Chrissy's family. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Chrissy and for you protecting and bringing healing to her to her, and, to, and, and protecting her family. Thank you for Lee and for all of the children. Jesus, we ask you to continue to bring healing to anyone in this world who is experiencing this disease. God, bring healing to all people who, who need it in whatever form, whatever illness they have. We trust one another to your care. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank, again, thank Chrissy for that. Chrissy told me just yesterday in a, in a text that her COVID-19 test came back negative, which is good news. But her doctor reminded her that this COVID-19 test that we have, 30% uh, has a 30% rate of false negative uh, returns, which means the one out of three negative uh, test results are actually positive, uh, which is a disappointing, if not scary, statistic. But still, Chrissy's symptoms and her experience were frightening enough and extremely difficult for her to endure, and we're glad that she has healed from it. What do we see? What good news do we see? In this story, maybe you could write some comments about the good news after hearing Chrissy's story. What about Jesus is good news that you heard Chrissy telling us? I heard several things. I love she, she told me and, and I can't remember if we, we included this part in the clip, but the kids and her husband were sli- the, they were sliding notes of encouragement underneath the door. The kids were making uh, food for her and helping out in the home. They'd crack the door open and slide a tray of food into the room and she'd slide an old tray uh, out and make sure that everything was clean. Even though she was isolated from her family, they were finding ways to connect with each other and stay connected. She experienced God's healing over time. Even though it didn't come instantly, God still brought healing. She talked about God's peace 
the hope that she had, an overwhelming sense that God had not abandoned her, that God was with her. These are good news items that God shows to us and gives to us. In the text yesterday I received her, Chrissy said to me, she said, this experience has caused me to grow closer to God. And it caused me to realize that even though I am not enough, he is. His faithfulness has been shining daily for us all. And that is good news to hear. I want us to look at another good news story, this one coming out of the Bible. Let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 8, verses 40 through 56. And we can follow along. We'll have it on the screen. Luke. Chapter 8, starting with verse 40. Now, I know that this is an ancient story of good news, and there might be a temptation for us to say, well, that story is so old, it doesn't have any value to us today. But I, I urge us to trust that what those who witnessed Jesus are giving us the true uh, and, and reliable witness, a reliable testimony, just as if we were in a courtroom asking for somebody to give a testimony about a car accident that they witnessed. These are the witnesses who saw this happen, and we can trust what they saw. The Bible says, beginning with verse 40 of chapter 8, On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him, His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with Jairus, he was surrounded by crowds. So while he was on his way, a woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure, coming up behind Jesus, she touched just the fringe of his robe, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone around him denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me because I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble And she fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While she was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. And he said to him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in except him, Peter, John, James and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing. But Jesus said, stop weeping. She's not dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at Jesus because they all knew she had died. And then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. 
Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. That last phrase, I probably should have left it off because it always has the question, why did Jesus do that? We'll save that for another time. Here are beautiful stories of good news of healing that Jesus brings to us. What about this story is good news? Again, jot down your observations. Jesus heals. Jesus conquers death. It's good news that death is not final to us. And Jesus calls out to me and he calls out to you, get up, child, and live. Rise up out of that which takes away your life. Walk away from your disobedience to God because the result of disobeying God, the result of our sin, is death. Jesus forgives us so that we can live in peace with God forever and to have life here and now filled with purpose, filled with value and fulfillment in service to God and to others. Call upon Jesus to heal you from your addictions and from your illnesses, to free you from any and all evil. Commit yourself to follow Jesus and the way that He has for you to live your life. We have great news to tell to others. To tell to others who are longing to hear good news. But how can they believe if they do not hear? And how can they hear if no one tells them? Here are five ways that we can prepare ourselves to share good news with others. First, you can increase your awareness of having what I call spiritual conversations. Increase your awareness of spiritual conversations. There are many times in people's lives when they are open to talking about spiritual things. Maybe you can think of some situations, but here are several. Whenever anytime somebody goes through a job change, and there are a lot of people now looking for jobs, that is a moment for a good spiritual conversation. Who do I trust? What on earth am I here for? What is my purpose? Do I really matter? These are questions related to our vocation and our jobs. When people get sick is another time that they might be willing to have spiritual conversations. And we who have faith in Christ can certainly offer prayer for healing in the name of Jesus. We can offer comfort. When people are going through financial difficulties is another time when they may be open to spiritual conversations How am I going to pay my bills? Who will provide? I've got children who are dependent upon me. You can encourage one another. You might be able to tell a story in your own life of good news, of when God provided for you in a way that you had no idea God was going to provide for you. I have several stories like that. Those are pieces of the good news that Jesus is to me that I can share 
with others. So we can increase our awareness of having spiritual conversations. The second thing we can do is to acknowledge that we must have spiritual conversations with others. Like I said, how shall they believe if they do not hear? And how will they hear if someone does not tell them? There's that verse from Isaiah that said, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. It is so good to hear good news. You've got good news and we must be the ones to tell them. Many in our culture believe that it is not appropriate to talk about spiritual things. We do not need to buy into that thought. We are spiritual people just as much as we are physical people and we are social people. We are spiritual people. It's part of being human. And an unnourished spiritual life is an empty life. Jesus feeds our souls real food, not spiritual junk food. The third thing we can do to prepare ourselves for uh, spiritual conversation is to make a decision to have spiritual conversations. It's a commitment. It's a choice that we must make to talk with other people about spiritual matters when the opportunity comes. Spiritual conversations don't likely don't happen unless we decide and are ready for the opportunities to have them. It's a choice that we must make. Are you willing to have spiritual conversations with others? Are you willing to tell others the good news that Jesus is to you? Decide that when God gives you the opportunity, you'll be ready to respond. Fourth thing we can do to prepare is that to prioritize spiritual conversations so that when God gives us the opportunity, we're willing to set aside whatever we're doing and say, this is the priority conversation that I've got to have with this person right now. Let's take a moment and let me tell you some good news. We've got to prioritize our spiritual conversations. Once you've decided to do it and you become aware of the need for telling others, when God gives you the opportunity to do it, make it a priority to have that conversation. You may need to slow down your day. (laughs) Too many times I have missed opportunities to tell others good news because I've been focusing on what I've got to do next. Pastor Vaughn, who's sitting here close to me, is a great example of someone who prioritizes spiritual conversations. You didn't know I was going to say this, did you, Pastor Vaughn? (laughs) But I'm amazed to watch Pastor Vaughn in the hospital. We've gone many times to visit people together. He doesn't pass anyone in the hallway or in the elevator without speaking to him. And I'm focused on what I've got to do next. Just get me down the hallway, get me to that person's room so I can visit, get me back to the car so I can get on to the next day. But Pastor Vaughn, he's looking around, he's engaging people with his eyes. He's ready to say hello. He's got a captive audience inside that elevator and he's he knows it and he's saying, I'm I've got good news to share. Have a great day. So we need to prioritize our spiritual conversations. And fifth, we need to talk. We need to follow through and do it, to have the spiritual conversation. There's a psalm that says, let the redeemed say so. We who have experienced good news from Jesus, we've got to say so. And here's the thing. When we start telling others the good news that Jesus has done for us, God starts doing more good news in my own life. 
And my faith gets stronger and stronger because I've begun to tell somebody else the good news that Jesus is to me. Not only is the Bible proclaiming good news, when we experience God's presence in our lives, we experience hope, peace, calmness, even if the healing that God brings takes time. Remember the fruit of the Spirit that the Bible talks about. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, fruitfulness, generosity, and self-control. These are the things that God does in our lives that are good news for us. So as you are enduring the pandemic, do you experience any of these? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Do you have good news to tell to others? Yes, you do. If you're not experiencing these things, I invite you to trust in Jesus, to confess your need for him, to confess that you have not turned to him for help. You've been looking to somebody else to calm your nerves. Ask Jesus to come and to be present in your heart and in your mind and in your soul. He will answer you and he will come. To you. Maybe you think of yourself just as that woman. You think you're not worthy to stand in front of Jesus and say, Jesus, I need your help. But you're sneaking up behind Jesus. And just for a moment, you have a thought that if I could just touch the fringe of his robe, I might benefit. But Jesus knows you're there. So let him turn around and hear him say, your faith has made you well. Now go in peace. And Jesus continues on his way and he walks to the home of Jairus, who thinks and is convinced that his daughter has died. And Jesus says, my child, get up and live. Jesus is asking us, will we trust him to get up and live? I love that next phrase Jesus said, uh, said to the people. They were probably in shock. Jesus had to turn to them and say, get her something to eat, of course. She's alive. She's hungry. What a good and glorious thing. Here's some next steps that you might take. You can go to our website now and follow the link that's at the top of the page that says Connect Card. There's a place there where you can let us know that you are here today with us and and keep scrolling down through that because there's a place where you can say something. You can give a prayer request or you can tell us a response that you made. Maybe you made a decision. I am deciding to take spiritual conversation seriously. And when God gives an opportunity, I'm going to tell good news. Maybe you've decided today, I need Jesus in my life. Tell us that. We will pray with you. We will contact you. We'd love to do that for you. You can make a comment on Facebook or on Instagram. You can email a prayer request to us to prayer at ctcde.net. Or you can send a text to us right now at 888-344-1022. Or there's a thing, ask for a friend. Maybe you know somebody that has some questions about faith. Click on the link that says asking for a friend to encourage spiritual conversations I'm going to use those questions that people submit for another sermon series coming up this summer. I will address some of those questions that you submit. So ask the tough questions and let's hear what good news Jesus has for us. Let's pray together. Gracious, loving God, 
cannot tell you what joy you give to my heart because of the good news that you've placed in me. You give me purpose in my life. When I think that I'm no good, when I think that I can't do a task, when I think that I'm not good enough, you remind me I am your child. And you say to me, Roger, get up. Because you love me. Help us, Jesus, as we conclude this service, as we sing, as we follow through, to constantly trust in you, in your holy name, for you are good news to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the morning, in the evening, 
you're coming, and you're going, and you're weeping, and rejoicing. He is for you. 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 Sing. 